It's the Almost Perfect Podcast. Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm Bob Perfect, and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we're learning from Nipor Heard. Now, Nipor is a musician and an entrepreneur. Nipor has two companies. <laughs> she's got Tins Clothing, which is her thrifting store. And she's also got In Your Backyard, which is a company that she runs events from. Um, the events company is a little bit newer. Tins has been going for a while. And she's been making music for about the last five years. But, uh, you know, music has been in her heart her whole life. Now, if you are in the Durban scene, you probably know Nipo. You've probably seen her around. You've probably seen her perform. She's uh, very much become someone who's a very much a part of the Durban music scene these days. And, you know, she's doing her thing to try and make things better for everyone, whilst also obviously making things better for herself. And so we have quite an interesting chat about, yeah, the state of music, man, the state of music in Durban. Uh, what it's like to be, you know, an up-and-coming artist who's struggling, which is, you know, a topic we never cover here on the Almost Perfect podcast. But we also, we get into some very, very real shit. Uh, we talk about depression quite a bit because it's something that Nipo goes through. And, you know, it's something I've had experience with at times. I don't like to really claim like that I've got depression or anything like that because I haven't been to a shrink since I was like a teenager. So I haven't been diagnosed with anything in a while. <laughs> so I don't really want to just go, I've got this thing when, you know, these things do have actual definitions and whatever. So I know I'm fucked up. I just don't know exactly how and I need to go sort that out <laughs> at some points. But yeah, man, we get into... We get into some very real stuff and we get into, I guess, trigger warning. Uh, suicide does come up multiple times, <laughs> but that's something I go through fairly regularly. And it's also, yeah, something that Nipo struggles with. So we talk about it. And that's also something we talk about is the importance of talking about these things. And yeah, man, life's hard. <laughs> Straight up. Life is quite difficult, and we all have our things that make it harder. And by sharing, by letting each other know that we're not alone, that we do actually have each other to lean on, that whilst we are special and unique little snowflakes, that, yeah, we're also not that special or unique, that other people are going through the same things that we're going through, that other people are struggling with a lot of the same problems that we're struggling with. And for me there's something you know like there's a warmth to that almost it's like it makes me feel like yeah not alone and yeah I appreciate that and so I appreciate that Nipo shared a lot in this podcast and at times it gets a little weird because we're both like not that successful and we talk at the audience quite a bit I think this was one conversation where we were very much aware that we were being recorded and we were recording for an audience at times. So you're going to get a lot of advice, uh, a lot of unsolicited advice from both Nipo and I. But we both learned a lot and we both just share our experiences uh, of, yeah, this world of music in Durban, uh, of depression, of suicide, 
and of good things too, and of good things too. Uh, so yeah, you're in for quite an interesting conversation. I, I definitely wasn't expecting things to go the way they did. I had like other expectations of what we we're going to get into and you know, you know how this, com- you know how these things go now. You, like it's a winding road that sometimes never quite reaches the destination it was meant to. And the journey is still enjoyable all the same. So I want to say thank you to all of you for listening in once again. And also if it's your first time, uh, this has been going for over a year and I'm reaching to 50, 50 episodes just around the corner, which is quite, quite a cool milestone. Uh, but I am nothing <laughs> if not tenacious. So I have a feeling there's probably going to be like 500 of these by the time I'm done. That's what I'm hoping for at least. Uh, yeah, what else can I tell you guys about? I'm heading to Joburg tomorrow. I'm going to be there for three weeks. I'm actually going up to play Magic the Gathering. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast or you follow me on social media, you know it's a card game that I play and there's a pretty big tournament happening. So I'm going to go play in it because if you win, you get to go overseas and play some more Magic the Gathering. And I'd like to do that. It's kind of been a lifelong goal. So I'm hoping I can you know, have the cards fall my way and also make some good decisions that gets me there. But I'm also trying not to put too much pressure on myself and I'm just going to try and have fun no matter what happens, uh, which is easier said than done. But the cool thing is being up in Joburg, I'm going to be having some dope meetings uh, about the comedy festival next year, the Heat City Comedy Festival, which is something I put together. Although next year, it's not just going to be I put together, it's going to be we put together there's a few people getting involved that i'm excited about and i'll share that information uh, when it's necessary to share that information and i'm also going to be chatting to quite a few people in Joburg. i've already set up a number of interviews and i'm looking to set up a few more so if you have anyone that you want me to interview you can hit me up with an email at almostperfectpod at gmail.com and i'm also going to obviously be posting on the patreon account uh, just saying hey if you guys have any suggestions leave them here which is how we usually do it when I ask for suggestions. And if you don't know what Patreon is, well, Patreon is a cool uh, website, tool, technology, thing, money, transferal system. Um, It's basically a way that you can subscribe to this podcast uh, and get a little bit extra. You get to ask questions, you get to suggest guests, and I sometimes do giveaways, uh, parable, uh, who's a musician who is one of the people who um, is a patron patron on the Patreon account. He's won himself some comic books. I'm sending those off today. I was meant to send them a little while ago, but I'm actually sending them off today. And we've actually got a new patron on the Patreon account. Shoutouts to Rousseau. Um, that's the only name he put there, so I'm not going to say anything more than that. Uh, he's like McLovin up in here today. So shoutouts to Rousseau. Much appreciated. Uh, big ups new patron on the patreon accounts we're up to like 13 or 14 people now um which was amazing i i was still i'm blown away every time someone actually puts their hard-earned money you know behind this thing that i'm creating because it's hard to have value with products like these um you know or to place a value on them and it's hard to really make money out of them without advertising and stuff like that and if you know me you know I'm not a big fan of advertising at all and would prefer to not have to do it um 
we'll see. Maybe maybe it's not something I'll have to do if enough people sign up to the Patreon account. And I've also got a thing, if we get to 20 patrons, I won't mention the Patreon account at all for a month. So if you are sick of me talking about it in the intro, then hey, simple thing you need to do. Just go sign up at patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. Other than that, you can follow us on the internet, especially on Twitter. We are almost underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook at the almost perfect podcast. We are on Instagram. There's nothing on there yet. Uh, There will be content on there at some point. Who knows when? But uh, go follow almost perfect pod. And maybe one day you'll be surprised and you'll just go, cool, there's something I can now like. So that's that. We're also on most of the podcast platforms. So whatever you're listening to, maybe you're listening to a platform you don't like. Go to a platform you do like, type it in, you'll find us. And please leave ratings and reviews. Um, They help a hell of a lot, especially on iTunes and Apple. I want to get up in those rankings, yo. Uh, That way more people can hear this. So if you like this and you want more people to hear this, then yeah, do that. Go and give it likes on all the platforms that just likes are available. Share it on all the platforms you can share it on and then leave comments and reviews wherever that is applicable. I think that's everything. I think that's all the whole spiel. Uh, everything you need to know before we get into this. So without further ado, here it is. It's the Almost Perfect Podcast with Nepal Hood. So how you living, Nepal? I'm living... You're just living. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm living easy. I'm not going to say I'm living hard. I'm living shambled. I have, I've managed to, to live to this day. You've managed to live to this day. It's fair enough. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a, like, I don't know, it's just a different answer to what people <laughs> get when we start this. But so why, why are you not living good? Why are you, why are you not living hard? What's, what's up? Why is, it, why is it in the middle at the moment? Um, well, I'm a freelancing artist. So, of course, it's not living easy at all. Um, another thing is, <clears throat> recently I've just been... You know, because like when you have like a job, you always have things that you're thinking about that are outside of yourself. Sure. And then when you start freelancing... All the little things that you are escaping just start to start haunting you and then you can't sleep and you go through like weird times. So I was experiencing a little bit of that um, just a few months, weeks ago. But now I'm out of it, that's why I'm not living hard. And I just moved to my cool little place and it's really nice. And yeah, it's there's food in the fridge like I can't complain can't complain I don't know I feel like you probably could still find some things to complain about no you know what that's that's when you hog on hold on to the the negatives and I feel like your negativity can start to feed into like your life being negative that's one thing is that like what you went through yes I was feeling because I was like it was almost like I wasn't like fighting my shit, you know. I was just being negative, and then even something bad happened. It was just like, ah, oh, failing my life. Oh, doesn't matter. Take me now. And I would just feel like because I was, you know, all the shit that was good that was happening, I wasn't concentrating on it. So it was like it's not even happening. So yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I should have take. I I could have probably been able to get over that little patch a lot easier if I was able to balance everything out and be like, this is very shitty, but what can I do? Because there's always something you can do. Even if it's just to go to the park and smoke a blend. 
it's just like get out the, the problems yes it's here but like let me just do this right now instead of just dwelling it's like oh yes oh no i, I get like that too man like mm. i can definitely like i've had a fairly similar experience i'd say maybe not the exact same but definitely being like on a on a downer but at the same time like looking forward and like trying to figure it all out but also going like what's the fucking point mm. when you think about death that's when you just like what's the fucking point oh, i don't know i think about death all the time though. like that's that's, that's been my problem for like my whole life it's mm. like i've never really worried too much about dying it's always kind of been like this thing of like well at least i can get over it like you know i can always just tap out mm. like if this stuff is like too much like at least there is like a time where you can go you know what no more but i feel like this is a bit dark to start off yeah, fucking yeah, conversation yeah, with yeah, yo yeah, yo yeah. yo no, yo don't think about dead people just don't fucking think about it or just don't like think about it but you know just know that like life does always get better mm. like that's that's the one cool mm. thing at least it's like yeah no matter how bad things have gotten they have tended to typically get better for mm. me and for mm. you hey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so at the moment like you say you're not necessarily riding the highest wave but you're doing pretty well i mean i you were you know on the red bull website with your newest release with mm-hmm. loki that that's pretty cool that's pretty big like that's mm-hmm. it's quite yeah, nice that, and that, that track's been doing quite nicely like you yes. seem to be getting out there there's been some decent press about you yes no it hasn't been too bad like um i've managed to you know because like i've been doing music for a while and I've always had, you know, I How have long a, is a while. A while is okay. I'm twenty five. Um, twenty fifteen. I was twenty one. Yes. Okay. That's the mass. So four or five years. Okay. You know, been doing music for a while, and usually, you know, like people will do music for about a year, start releasing, you know, dropping whatever. But I've always had this, like, okay. Firstly, it's I don't know, maybe if it's perfectionism is that the word yeah that is the word yes or if it was always just a self-doubt i've always had like little demons in my head just going ah my g you're not even really like you that. and every artist <laughs> out there really like... like that and i was always just like fuck, 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 fuck. and so what i did was like i strategized i was like fine since i can't you know i, I can't find the strength to release let me perform let me make still make original music and perform and see if people with it and the people were fucking with it and then i was like oh now if i drop there's an audience waiting for it so it was sort of like a strategy type thing then i dropped one track and then i was like oh i can't just drop it and then drop another one i need to feed it to the people for a long time hey and then it started getting noticed in the right places and i was like this is a good strategy well that is a good strategy <laughs> you know like- and then i was like Doo, number two and it went on the range and i was like it's got straight i was like hey and i was like super excited then i was like oh i'm gonna drop my my, my ep <laughs> I mean that's money. Ah, I was gonna say that's a that's a good build up. Yeah, and it would have been the perfect time. I ran out of money, and then I was like, you know, I could still drop it, and you know, people are expecting a little something, something. And I was like, but who am I to rush everything and give it my like ten percent when I could just fucking wait, carry on performing because I'm still getting the gigs carry on performing and just give people what they actually deserve what my ep actually deserves because i feel like it's such a representation of who i am 
And like, if I'm not dead right now, maybe I can drop it like in two weeks because maybe Bob's gonna give me like two grand or something. <laughs> I'm, or like, <laughs> I'm glad you think I've got two grand to give. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Just if you ever had, when when but uh, now you know, when there's some more patrons on the Patreon for this, uh, someone listening to this might there, there you go. Grand. But also, yeah. I mean, there is the option, well, the cool option uh, with this whole thing, like with the live performance aspect, is mm-hmm. you can, you know, fundraise essentially mm-hmm. through your gigs. Mm-hmm. The exactly. more, like, I know a lot of people, like a lot of bands used to do that back in the day. Essentially, you know, they would put away like two hundred bucks, two hundred bucks per mm-hmm. gig, and I know that's tiny amounts, but you're doing enough gigs or whatever. And yeah, then you've got like 5k mm-hmm. and you can record like an okay EP, like, you know, depending on where you go and who you go to and stuff, you can actually get something decent out of that. Exactly. I mean, even these days you can probably get something decent out of that. Mm. But at the same time, well, actually, why don't you, yeah, why don't you maybe do like a kickstart type situation? Kickstart? Yeah. Like crowdfunding. Um, you know, I just need to get myself... You remember when we met like a couple of days ago and I was just like, I will hit you guys up when I mean, my life makes sense. We, we met more than a couple of days ago. We, we met years ago. But <laughs> oh, no, when I said when I met you guys, we like <laughs> no, met yeah, up. I, I meant met up, people. Anyways. So like right now, I'm just in a place where I'm like, okay, put that there, put that there, put that there, put that there. Cool. Me for time. You know? Once I start focusing on myself, I'll know... I always start having ideas as how to help myself you know what i mean that's one of the reasons why i quit my job is because when i am with myself we know what we're doing you know all 10 of us are just like what job did you have i was bookkeeping for a bullshit (laughs) company (laughs) but like decent salary yeah that's why i didn't quit for so long even though it was so bullshit so what made you quit like i mean that's a pretty big deal to go from decent salary to stable job to just going cool, I'm gonna bail on this and just hustle now. Like, you know what? I was like, shit, I'm about to turn 25. This is the youngest I will ever be. I am miserable here. And I've got this qualification that hopefully I can always fall back on. Yeah. If shit, you know, happens. But I hope that doesn't happen, have to happen. But I was just like, I just wanted to just do something for myself, you know, I've always been in that position where I'm doing things for money, where I'm working, where I'm putting my music and my drama and my acting and my writing as a side hustle instead of just making it, because it was the only thing that ever brought me joy and I was just like, my music is good and I had like um, a friend of mine who used to perform with me, Joshua Swanson, mm-hmm. and he just believed in my music like it was just going to. My boyfriend was always like, Oh my god, is this the new track that you recorded today? Oh god, this is amazing. Anyone who ever heard my music was always doing that, and I was like, Fuck it, if it doesn't work out, at least I tried. But yeah. if I wait until I have more problems when I'm 28 and I have a child when I'm 30 and maybe I've lost a leg and whatever else, like, I'm never going to be able to do it the same, you know? You're worried about diabetes. Diabetes. I could very well get diabetes the way I eat chocolate Uh, dog. Yeah, I'm kind of worried I've got it at the moment. I'm avoiding (laughs) avoiding that that doctor's visit. We'll see. No, 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 no. They say take the first step. No, I know. You need to know. I'm going soon. I promise you, listeners. But you look so slim. I feel like you don't have to. You can be slim and have diabetes. I'm so ignorant. (laughs) Uh, You're still young. I know you think. (laughs) I know that's the weird thing. Like you're like I'm 25 and like, but that's still young. You've still got many years ahead of you. And 
at least you have taken these steps now and I like that that you're going like you know I've, I can't always fall back on my degree you know it wasn't a degree or was diploma like, yeah. certificate whatever it is your qualifications and your experience in bookkeeping later you know like I can mm-hmm. do the boring office job you know to provide for me later in life if I absolutely need it but you know like you say it's pretty difficult to pursue your dreams once you've got more responsibilities mm-hmm. as you and I think a lot of people like realize that I think a lot of artists realize that and it's hard when you have a job and then you're also working on your side hustle and neither your job nor your side hustle is getting the full attention so you're not good at either of them you know well you're not the best you can be at either of them and so like it's a scary thing to do but at the same time it's the only way to really make you know your career as an artist work well not the only way but for people like you and even people like me the way to make you know your side hustle work is to make it your hustle mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. or also just always becomes like i released a few songs when i was in my 20s mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. i've got a lot of friends like you know who over the years did that and i'm sure they're very proud and i'm not dismissing that at all but if they wanted you know careers in music maybe the day job got in the way a little bit and mm-hmm. you know now they've got great careers in their day jobs mm-hmm. and they're no longer musicians and or some of them you know are musicians on the weekend and that's cool and they've got their way of doing things and i guess that is also the thing it's all about figuring it out for yourself how you want to make it work mm-hmm. for some people they love that comfort of going you know what i'm gonna make 30k a month and i'm gonna just you know have a house have a mortgage have a wife have a kid have you know that life and on saturday afternoons I'll go sit in my recording studio the and make songs. The 2000s need to hear that. You're allowed to also be a secretary. You want to be a doctor. We don't all have to be rappers. You don't all have to <laughs> be singers. Not. You don't, like, you, we also need people in their day jobs. I think all the 2000s are just like, fuck a day job, fuck a land to five. I'm going to be rich. But, but you've done that. No, but because it's my calling. <laughs> but what That's about, also what if we need to talk calling? about. What uh, if it's their calling? Have you heard some of the stuff that they be dropping? No. That's another really. thing is like, let me tell you, we were not all made to sing. Some of some people I've even noticed can sing, but aren't made to like boom yep. be a star. You know, and that's no no like uh, diminishing of anyone's talents or passions or whatever. But like. There's a there's yeah, a thing a record- inside of you. You can be a recording artist mm, who never mm. has to go on stage. Exactly. Like, there's a thing inside of you that leads you to wherever you want to be. And when you want something bad enough, that's something so often I feel will distinguish people from, you know... But there are people who want something bad enough and they don't have the talent. The ta- ah, that's, that's also who I need to talk to. Just because you have the money to buy the mic... Maybe it doesn't mean you need to buy it for yourself. Maybe your rapper friend that you're That's always brother, making yeah. rap, the, the, the interlude or whatever, the little part, is actually the one who should be given the mic. And maybe you should produce or manage. We don't have to know you. And I'm also speaking to my own generation as well. It's like we've got producers who want to be in the front line. Now we also don't get the dynamics or whatever. And then you also now not getting the best you can get from your producer because he's a star. <laughs> and like, it's like, we can't both be stars. I'm you're still going to get the money you're going to get, whether you're in the limelight or not. But if oh, you're going to just branding, focus on that, but branding has become like this thing. You, like you, it's, you, it you. is, but it's, it's 
because of competition, the branding's become this big deal as well because you're trying to get work. So, like, as a producer, I totally get why, like, you know, DJ Do you Khaled, know that like, producers... the fuck out of himself, even though he doesn't produce fuck all, is because he knows that by doing that, more people are going to come to him and he's going to make more money. Like, uh, I hate it, and I'm with you. Like, people who know, like, in the music industry... Know who the good producers hmm. are. I know Some who to go to. Some people come to me and I haven't mentioned want... who my producer is and they're like, who the hell makes that? They will always want to know you. They will always want to know you. Yeah, the right but people. But when you're not even honing your craft now, you're too busy now rapping. Now you're too busy auto-tune singing. You're building so much thing and you're not pushing either one because I've also got people in my life where it's that we're just dropping music and we're not pushing shits and when people look at your numbers because people look at numbers bruh yes they're gonna be like oh he's got six mistakes each song has 33 likes or 33 listens that doesn't look good it Push really doesn't one song for fucking three months dude that's fine you know you don't owe anybody anything you owe yourself to do your craft the right way be patient want to get there i guess people do also like you know they'll put something out there like, they'll make something, and it's fairly low quality, but, like, there's potential in mm, it. Mm. But they'll put it out there once, or mm-hmm. twice, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they won't have a plan for it. They won't go, like, you know, they won't email it to any... Check like, by Luanza. Sometimes you, your screen is just orange. <laughs> yes. Yeah. orange. Because he puts his stuff out there, and, and he explains the stuff, and, and he lets... Yeah. And you... Every time you're reading it, it's in a different... And everything's a genius. Like, I think he's got a Wikipedia page. I'm not sure. But, like... Wow. All of, I think he might have created a Wikipedia page for himself. But That's maybe, crazy. But I know, like, he's, like, on genius. All his lyrics are there. He annotates them. He tells you what they mean. Like... You see, that that, that shit is inspiring. Yeah. And that, and, that, and that shit... Like, sometimes you can be... Some people will argue... He's got a plan when like, he does stuff. He's got a plan. Yeah. You know, some people also, like, why not distinguish um, people um, the, in, in the talent basis? We'll be like, oh, so-and-so is more talented than so-and-so, but so-and-so is doing better, why, or whatever. Yeah, but the music industry has humbled me. Talent, passion, that's very cute. Yes, have that. <laughs> Put it in the bag. But my G... Everyone's got talent Work ethic. Passion. Yo... Yeah. Your work ethic can set you apart from even like Erica Badu. You know, yeah. I could be twenty five I mean, and supersede. So you know what I mean? So you Fucking, can get more gigs and exactly, get more I could be richer than um, what's her name? The other one that did the song with um, Bob Marley. What's her name? The dreads. Come on, she's famous. I, I have uh, no clue who Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I could be richer than Lauren Hill. I like when you're going, uh, 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 I was like, Lauren Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I could be richer than Lauren Hill still, like in my lifetime. I'm sorry, I'm saying, nah, like, I mean, of course I'm not. But I'm saying, like, my work ethic, yes, she is greater than I could ever be, but my work ethic within this passionate and talentedness could set me apart, you know? That's one thing that I have learned. I have learned that I must just swallow that whole thing of deserving this career <laughs> and work for it. Because what, mean, what you makes know? you deserve it What makes me else? deserve it than anybody else, you know? Like there's, like you were saying, I mean, there's lots of people out there trying to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Lots of people mm-hmm. out there trying to do this thing. 
it's i mean i think i've said it on this podcast before and i've definitely said it to other people but there's this rapper called gdp and one of the lines he says in one of the songs is it's a dirty job and everyone wants to do it and like that is the music industry like mm-hmm. to a t that's the entertainment industry to a t mm-hmm. like everyone wants to be a comedian now everyone's always wanted to be an actor you know like and our media you know encourages that you know instagram tiktok everything is like tell me your thoughts you're a special person like you know so yeah we're in an interesting space with that and if you but that's also the thing it's not necessarily like it depends on if you want success in this thing as well Mm -hmm. or what you determine success to be do you Mm -hmm. want financial success do you want the same kind of career that we determine to be successful Mm -hmm. or do you want to you know just create music and you don't necessarily care Mm. it's all up to the individual yeah that's true i assume yourself you're kind of like 50 50 with that like you want to be a successful musician hence why you quit everything you're doing to pursue this thing but at the same time we're chatting beforehand and you were saying like you don't want to like make music just for it to be popular Mm -mm. Mm -mm. the thing is also like Having quit my job has also made me very much um, get in touch with all the sort of talents and the sort of likes that I have. Um, So I'm not just making my music the only thing that needs to, you know, give me the bread and butter. So now I've I've, I've realized that I have a passion for events. I have a passion for doing things that my way. Yeah, I was going to chat to you about this. So you've got Tins Clothing, which Mm -hmm. is your, like... um, thrifting clothing brand mm-hmm. and then you've also got in your backyard which is mm-hmm. your events company mm-hmm. so tins you've been doing for a while and then in your backyard's more of a recent thing tell us about tins first and then we'll get into in your backyard okay tins um so ba- basically in Maritzburg, there's a friend of mine jessica Bainfield. she did anchor so i was a little bit involved in that and when I came to, to Durban, obviously, now I have no clothes and whatever, and she's not here and whatever. So I'm not buying from anybody. And then I had a weed um, fine in Adversity. They found me with weed and I had to pay 500. Now I oh, can't wow. call my I mom. didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> you bastards, anyways. I can't call my mom, <laughs> you know. I can't call, you know, I'm just, this is nobody's problem but I'm, mine. I've got a soul you know? yeah. And I was losing a little bit of weight at that time, and all the time, and if I was stressed, people were just like, dope, 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 dope. And then I went, and I sold the clothes, and I made like a thousand plus rand in that one day. I was so happy to give them their money, <laughs> so happy to have, and then I just started tins. And then at the time... Me and this guy were like friends and vibing or whatever, younger. And then <laughs> this started, guy, your yeah. current boyfriend. <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, you can do the men's section. Ooh, yeah, yeah." Then we got our other two friends, and then unfortunately, one of our friends passed away, and then we made the logo out of him, like he's the the face with the. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. His name I don't is know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. I've always dug down the logo, like, yeah. Yeah. And he was, like, a fashion guru. Like, he and younger for me, like, I would get into, like, varsity and just my heart would just pound. I'm just like, where are they dressed from? Oh, they look so gorgeous. And Mickey just, yo, he was so stylish. Anyways. And, um, yeah, and me and, we were a trio, him, myself, and younger. And so when he passed away, it was just like, 
our business is like paying homage, you know, yeah. uh, to him. And yeah, so that's how Tin started. And then uh, in your backyard. So basically, like in Durban, if you're an artist in Durban, you know you underpaid. <laughs> you know, you know people don't take you seriously. You know people just want to build things on top of you, have a nice night, and then like yeah, thank you for singing and entertaining the people, but really whatever, you know. But really, you were just here to sell alcohol. Yeah, yeah, and um, I was playing, and or I wasn't performing at all. It was either that or that or the other, and. And um, Roots Up was starting up and they were doing their shit and they were doing the shit that, you know, that I was now interested in and it was relatable shit because, you know, the guys were also starting out and they, like, I'd have the privilege of hearing some of the problems that they were having, some of the successes that they were having and stuff like that. It's like, cool. And then I was just like, I also want to do my own shit as this girl, as the, with my brain, because as much as I like their shit, you know, I want to do the shit that I think of the way I like as well, yeah. you know. And, um, and I was also like, this whole thing of like having artists, if you're not even going to pay an artist, at least do something for the artist. Make it as painless to be here in your environment as possible. Make it something that people are going to come to and like people who matter come to and want to write up and people want to book. And, you know, make make an event where we're going to grow. And when as soon as I get money, I'm going to be like paying. And I'm just like, and I tried for like so long to fucking get sponsors and I just got none and I was like fuck it I'm gonna do it out of my own pocket then it was like around about the same time that by once I was leaving to um Johannesburg and I was just like you know we don't have an industry in Durban and that's because there's no like sort of um networking actually People don't know people. I know so many groups of people, but they don't know the groups that I know because they just know themselves and the groups that are like Yeah, them. I mean, there's industries in Durban. Like, mm. There's lots of different like subsections and stuff. But like, yeah, on the whole... Even in music. Even in our no, that's little what I'm saying. music. That's what I'm saying. In mm. music, there's like little different industries, but mm-hmm. there isn't like necessarily one overarching like mm-hmm. Durban music industry at all. And it was for me it was like how are we going to have supporters if we don't support ourselves and i was just like you know what i want to form like a a durban music orgy (laughs) (laughs) i really tried to think of another word you know we we all fuck with each other like for real for real you know and most of my i'm so lucky that most of the people that are in my audiences are other musicians and if they are not musicians, they're people who are involved in music because that's what I want. So I wanted to have Durban start having an industry. And I wanted to do events my way where it's respecting the artist first. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. Where the artists must get there and they haven't paid for shit. And when they get home, they haven't paid for shit. And yes, I can't afford to pay people right now, but everything that I make, I make sure it's to cover everything else because I did this one thing where <laughs> I made people split from the door oh my god because it was, it was like <laughs> I've done that many many, many. <laughs> I think they were like 550 each oh, oh wow so I was just yeah, like yeah there's, there's been so many nights like that but I've definitely okay, like I've definitely had like nights where I've had to give a band like 200 <laughs> bucks and I'm like 
Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm that sorry. doesn't even cover food. That doesn't even cover a drink. No. I, and I was tired of being one of those artists that That's go a, to my well, own events and I can't even afford a fucking drink. Well, I was going to say, like, I stopped throwing events because, like, I was tired of, like, putting on an entire event, paying everyone, and then going home and, like, you know, it costing me money, essentially. But that's what I learned, is that I am a musician who's throwing something for musicians, so I just need to think like a musician and then think like an event organizer and then put them together. And I was I was so lucky because I know so many circles of people. And they were always, because now I'm using my musicianship, I'm using the Nipo Herd thing to now attract people to my business thing. You know, and also I know the right musicians. Have you seen my motherfucking lineups? Yeah, they've been solid. You know what I mean? Like I can't even thank those guys enough. And everybody gets on stage and they kill it. And it's easy to kill it when you ain't got no worries about how you're gonna get home. That's <laughs> another thing that I was trying to eliminate because I've had I've been in positions like that where I borrow money to get there and I'm too scared to borrow the set money to get back. <laughs> and at that time. Of course, they've run two hours late, and it is now... And now you've got five minutes for your set. And, and you still have to call the same damn Uber that's, that costs 60 rand. You know, I've been into shit, shit situations. And then I was just like... So when I saw somebody that was doing something that I liked and respected, I also wanted to do uh, it my way. So I, I must say, like, shout-outs to Ryan and them, because it was through them that I was inspired, because I've made some shitty-ass event organizers. Yeah, no, they've done a fantastic job, like, over the last few years of just, yeah, creating some integrity and mm-hmm. some stability. And like, being honest when shit is fucked up. Yeah. Like, being respectful enough to be like, so this didn't work. <laughs> um, We owe you this amount of money. Not really sure when we're going to pay. But, like, just, like, always leaving there, understanding everything. There's no fucking undeceded, fucking lying stuff that we go through in Durban, you know? Yeah, no, it's... The whole thing is such a mess, man. Like, I don't envy... I mean, yeah, I don't envy any of us when it comes Mm. to this thing because there's very little, like, actual support, Mm. like, for artists. And there's no union. (laughs) There's no No. one... Like, unless you get a manager or someone, you know, to represent you. But then it comes with the issue of how good is your manager? (laughs) Like... Because if your manager isn't that good, they're going to cost you like more mm. than they're going to earn you. That's true. And yeah, have you thought about that? Like, you know. T- yes, I've had a couple of offers and then I've also asked people that I, I was like, okay, cool, maybe you, maybe you. But at the moment, I'm back to just being like, let me just do my shit a little bit. Um, and I think for me, it's just mainly because I've heard so many like shitty stories yeah. And I just haven't been convinced by anybody. And um, I just feel like, like I said, you know, this is the youngest I'll ever be. I can take this risk for now. And the thing is, I, f- I feel like I am talented and I am supposed to get somewhere someday. So if I can't do it by myself, let's say in the next two years, I'm pretty sure there'll be someone who's still be like, yeah, girl, you're still talented like that. Let's just, you know? Well, so I feel like let me do it my way and or the highway and whoever gets to me, you know, is going to be doing my shit that, and they experience as well. They're not trying to learn and grow by me. No offense, like, that's fine. You can grow and learn and that's something that should be done. But I need somebody who's experienced just because I've been through so much. 
Yeah. And like, <laughs> no offense, y'all. Like, I'm not trying to be like, still like fucking grinding and you asking me what no i need you to get there and be like okay cool this is this that the dog i've been through so much i have been starving for this career I, if i'm still gonna be starving with you b that's fine let me not let me just start by myself <laughs> it's easier <laughs> oh man i've been asked to like manage so many times by people like mm-hmm. lots of people and like i've being like tour manager for bands a few times like mm-hmm. that's been fine but fuck no <laughs> like i can't even manage my own career and you want me to like <laughs> be getting you bookings and shit like yeah like but over the years many people have seen me as like this person who can like make you their careers look better like it, i mean of the the sort of connections that you look like you, you, you yeah but are. i don't i don't utilize them and i don't want to and it's not like a it's not things i enjoy like, I wouldn't ask you just because I'd be like, there are so many people that you've probably offended. Bob, perfect, represent. And they'd be like, oh, isn't he the guy? Oh, didn't he write those things? Yeah, like, and, and you know what? Many, many people are like that, and a lot of those people either aren't in the industry anymore or they work with me now. So, you know, we're all good. Like,. No, there, there's probably a few people that still harbor grudges based on some things I've written mm. and said. But also, yo, people need to chill the fuck out and get over themselves. They don't. They what? don't chill the fuck they out. They don't. Like, I mean, I haven't faced too much of it, but like, I don't give a fuck about anything people have said about me. Like, goddamn, like, why are you so... Why do people worry so much about, like, what someone wrote about them on the internet? I'll never understand. It's like, if you don't, like, you know, think about it yourself. Like, if there's valid criticism in what they said, then cool, take that. If there isn't, then just go, fuck you. You know? But then I get why people then hate that person. And sometimes that person was me. Mm. So, mm. fair enough. Mm. You, you've rubbed some people the wrong way, though, haven't you? Mm. In this industry a little bit. Mm. And how's that uh, working out for you? Like, no one, like, you know, serious, though. But no, like, no, no, no one's serious. But you also, like... I mean, you speak up for yourself quite a bit online, especially in that. Like, have you found it's had a negative effect or a positive effect? Or has it had an effect? Um, I think it's a, a two-way with this one. There are times where I feel like maybe I should have just shut up, especially since I am building a career and I'm, I don't know who I need yet. <laughs> I don't know who it is so that could see off. me and take me somewhere. You know what I mean? And now I've said something and they're just like, isn't she that people heard chick that said that shit? But I also am where I am, which is nowhere but somewhere, um, because I don't take shit. Like, yeah. I, I really just have no time. You, you, when you understand that you are going to die, then you understand that other people affecting the way you live is just absolute, absolute bullshit. And especially being a girl in this male-dominated industry, a lot of things are happening that I'm just like, that's fuck, 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 fuck that. Fuck you, you know? And I understand that often it's looked at as that males can help our careers. I don't give a fuck if my career takes 10, 10 years. If a man is going to disrespect the way I'm trying to do my shit because he's a man and he knows better, that's not going to happen, you know? And also, like, people being conniving and shit and people not paying me, I will speak about that shit. I will speak out, like, 
we are so tired of people using the fact that we're desperate to get this gig so that they can buy bread and so we're gonna just shut up about their bullshit you know you'll book us one month for a festival and then you pay us a month later and you lying to every single person mm? <laughs> you know you you doing that shit nigga and we don't like it and so we speak out about it and people like i've had that shit so many times and it's just like I'm not going to stand for it. And a lot of people say, shut up because you're going to ruin your image. And it's just like, well, those aren't the type of people that are supposed to fuck with me anyways then. Because we don't like have the same values. See, that's exactly the thing Like, I kind of feel about the, the stuff I've written and whatever. Like, if people don't fuck with me because of like a lot of the shit that I've said, granted, some of the shit that I said was problematic and fucked up and people have called me out on that and where I've agreed with them, I've apologized and mm-hmm. whatever. But like... Reg- like in other things, you know, just like my opinionated shit and like my writings and like, you know, about bands and the industry and everything like that. Like, if you hate me because of that stuff, then cool. Like, we're like we were never going to be cool anyway because that's my fucking opinion yeah. on the shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you disagree with that and we clearly have a fundamental misunderstanding of the way the world works and the way things should be. So, let's leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And either way, you read it. You commented. You you added you to engaged. that engagement, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you engaged. But in terms of the industry, there are too many sharks, man. And like, mm-hmm. they're not even like real sharks. They're like guppies. <laughs> like, it's, it's no, small they're just liars that live in Amshana, so you can't get to them. <laughs> That's the actual thing. They're not even any animal. Like I feel like you're calling bitches. us somebody specific there. A group. A group, a group that makes all their money from the back of musicians that don't pay, and then we seen your stories, bruh. Ah, people are living, and you just like I used to always say this thing, is that I pay everybody that needs to be paid before I even look at what's left over. Yeah, that's what integrity is supposed to be like, because at the end of the day, but you get what that, you that, that's have, capitalism. Right? Hey? That's not capitalism. That's the thing, though. And that's the thing is, like, we need to call that shit out. Especially if we care about our livelihood at all. You know, have, you, have you seen how many musicians have been committing suicide because they're not making as much money as people see them to be <laughs> making? You know, your worth. Well, there, there's that. And there's also just the industry pressures. There's the the industry pressures, a lot is, of them come from the fact that they are making zero money yeah, and it, they've got all this pressure. Because you're on tour. And it, like, like, like we were chatting before this, like I was saying, like, you know, the industry, like if you're signed, you're not making money until all your costs are covered. Mm. Everything and the cost costs more when you're on a label than if you go to the studio yourself. That studio time isn't five grand, it's 50 grand, you know? And so your album that could have cost you like 50k to put out is now going to cost 300k. Like and then you know they're gonna recoup all those fences and all of that stuff on all the sales. So yeah, you've sold thousands of of records, but you're making like twenty five cents off of you know the hundred and fifty rand per you know record Mm -hmm. sale essentially. And yeah, like I get it. You're on tour and it's the same thing. You know they're recouping all the expenses for your hotel room. Isn't you know fucking a grand? It's nine grand. You know, and, and at like, least if you like have your own ownership of that shit, you know, okay, I'm not gonna sleep at the backpackers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You've got that sort of control. And for me, I feel like being an independent 
artist also allows you to be honest with people. You're like, I'm fucking broke, bro. Yeah. Like, don't look at me if you need help like that. But when you're on the label but when I, and you tell people you're broke. You can't. You cannot tell people you're broke. When they know you're signed, they're just like, that's stingy ass motherfucker. Of course they get there. And the, and so many artists have had that sort of like imposter syndrome with themselves. It's like, am I actually even an artist? I had that type of stuff when I was just like, listening to myself on the radio and eating noodles. I was but like, yeah. this is, this is so hectic to accept. It is like I can only imagine what like like that must be like because you know you grow up your whole life hearing songs on the radio and you've and got you this understanding the and then it's like and it's like now you're that person like I'm like it's made me so disillusioned being like who I am like being in the industries I've been in and stuff like I don't see anyone as stars anymore. No, no, bro. Like, I'm just like, oh, you got there. Yeah, like, that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> the only difference. I'm saying, oh, oh, so you there already? Yeah. All right. Like... <laughs> now I've it's like I've, I've I've fucking cracked the code. Now I'm just like, oh, not everything is as it seems. It's like everyone's the same. Some are just like higher up on the like ladder. You know? It's essentially capitalism. <laughs> like, yes. It's yeah, it's a fucked up situation, man. But it makes things feel tangible, though. That's one thing that I like. I feel like. Because now it's it's you've seen because you've also yeah. worked like on the back end of other events and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you've dealt with big stars and mm-hmm. stuff like that and their management and mm-hmm. things like that so you've seen how the industry actually mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. I think that's always something I yeah like I definitely think like young musicians should probably try to do that they should probably try get internships you know with festivals and stuff mm-hmm. like that and work at the bar work at the bar like work at the vip bar <laughs> go like dude like there's no work too little when you are in an environment where you can speak to people yeah. network you know there are often times where i'm networking because i'm the the lady who's supposed to check people in yeah and then this is like oh you are so and so oh from where so and so oh can i lead you here i mean i'd be oh, the I door at work. the my events because I like to like chat to people when they come exactly. in and get to know people and yeah. It's and very also important to pay to someone. chat <laughs> and that and that's very it's like I MC my own events or whatever and all that because I need the crowd to see where it's at. Yeah. You know I am this thing and I want you guys to support this thing through me through us. I want you to connect with you guys. I don't want to be like some so you know those people where they run events but you don't even know who they are. They too important. Mm. They're at the back. They're in the VIP. Someone's pouring them drinks. Uh, I mean, no, the, I want to connect. Yeah, I mean it's different appeals for different things because yeah. like some people are like turned on by that. You know, they're like, yeah, man, like you know, like how cool is that guy at the back there? Like, you know, with those bottles of champagne away from everybody. Like, but not that's not the life you want to fucking live, yeah. which is, you know, what's dope. It's offering something real and alternative. But I do think, like, yeah, finding ways to, like you say, like, you know, doing the MCing or ticking people off, like, you know, the list at the door. These are different ways to see how events that you're going to be you know like if you're a singer like a part of you understand the experience better you understand what's going on you understand how the money's coming in where the money's coming from who it's going to like all those things musicians i've found like through my history of doing this don't have an understanding of the business yeah that's why they get robbed 
Yeah. Now people are gonna name expenses. It's also why they ask for like way more money than like they can like they can make. Oh my my god. That's my like your worth. Unfortunately, in the capitalist venture, is essentially how much you can make for other people. Mm. So, when you ask for five thousand rand, look at the ticket prices for the event. Think how many people are going to come for me. How much of that is covered by this? So if ticket prices are 500 grand, cool. 10 people need to come for me and that's fine. But I mean, that's pretty rare. Like if tickets are 100 grand now, like that starts getting 50 people need to come to see me to justify that. But I mean, that's not the exact, you know, way you should go about marketing yourself and whatever, but it but is a good thing to think, think about. about. Yeah. Like you should be thinking, you know, how many people are going to come to this event for me? realistically then I can offer now so cool I know 20 people are going to come watch me I can charge these guys a grand Mm -hmm. and that's also why then before you even get on stage when you're at home that's why I say rather than dropping the whole 10 mixtapes drop the one and push it for 5 months get the numbers on because as stale as you might think your work is to someone who's just received it they're fucking bumping it they're telling their friends to bump it and now your numbers are looking good so now as a festival booker let's say I'm gonna be like ooh 5,000 people are listening to this and I'm be like engagement everyone uh everyone looks at that that's how you know what I mean and that's how now you can justify saying 5,000 rand because you know then in that region you've checked maybe on your Spotify ooh Joburg is killing it they're loving me so when you go to Joburg you're gonna be like hey yeah. I know. And when you go here in, in, in Durban, then you're going to know, okay, who's fucking with me? Where are they fucking me? Are they going to be... But where are they fucking no, me? <laughs> don't say that. But you know what I mean? You're going to understand your worth a little bit better because you're going to be working towards your worth. Because also your dreams only work for you as hard as you do for them, you know? Sure. So like, yeah, just never put... Like, I've been slacking in my work and I just want to punch walls. But best believe when I come back, bitch, every day people are going to be blocking me on their phones they're going to be muting me they just don't we're not going to want to see because i'm just going to put back the ground i'm going to be researching shit what to get into what festivals to are coming up how to get onto this radio station and all that you know yeah definitely um fuck what is your plan from now like so you you've been saying like you're in an incubation period for mm-hmm. like a bit but obviously everyone's looking forward to 2020 mm-hmm. at the moment and so, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your plans? Obviously, the EP is something you want to finish mm-hmm. and you want to get out there. EP is finished, dog. Okay. If, if EP's been finished for eight months. <laughs> <laughs> I've just always just, you know, been doing this master plan of mine, um, which is now, like, at a whole time, whatever. Um, but 2020, oh, I've just joined the gym. <laughs> Simi Sims, I'm not going to quit this time. That's all I want to say. <laughs> So I've just joined the gym. And every time I join the gym, I feel like my life is getting aligned, okay? So now I'm getting my life aligned and and I feel like now I can start focusing on myself again because I've been focusing on everything else, especially when you're freelancing and you're focusing on how to keep maintaining the rent. Um, and so now I'm back to me and I just feel like the, the, the next step is to drop one more single because I've left such a huge gap. I'm going to drop one more single that I'm going to push to absolutely everything okay 
I'm gonna research everything because it's the beginning of the year, guys. Research festivals, even if the festival's in eight months from now, start applying, no, start that's, inquiring. That's yeah. like so this is your the time, you know. Um, Once again, these are things like bands used to do like all the time back mm-hmm. in, back in the day. Like, there's so many things that I think like yeah, like there's stuff from before the internet or not quite before the internet, but like before things were the way they are now that people can learn from and stuff was like that you know you would look at the festival schedule for the year Mm -hmm. and you would try and plan and go cool we want to try and get you know like because if we can get on this one like the smaller one then they're going to look at us and then when we apply for this one Mm -hmm. we can do that Mm -hmm. so you look at the smaller festivals one year and then the next year you look at like you know Mm -hmm. bigger ones and Mm -hmm. like as soon as you get onto one of the bigger ones then you can get onto like Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's and you just build your resume, I guess. Exactly, because unfortunately, like, like we've said before, talent is not that important in this thing. Like, it's important enough. Like, you've got to have some amount of talent, but at the end of the day, this is all perception. This is all about how other people see you in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's about it's it sucks that it's is that way, but it's also it's not because those things come from you having earned it a lot of the mm-hmm. time. It comes from experience. It comes from the fact that yeah, other people have gone yeah that band or you know that artist was good enough to play here, and then someone else goes ah let's give them a try here, and then you know you, you don't put like people on you if you get booked back again and again then yeah you're probably good, mm-hmm. but it's either way just to like get there it takes tenacity and it mm-hmm. takes just chutzpah man mm-hmm. <laughs> like but at the same time it just doesn't always work out so I, I I like I worry for people you know like but it's cool that at the same time like you say you're doing this as the thing that you're doing now because you're young and you can only do it now and there's many other opportunities and what I like is that you're not just focusing on being a musician mm. you're actually like I think stuff like in your backyard is a great way to also be in the music industry and contribute to it and make money out of it mm. without necessarily putting like like I was saying you got to you know go for it a lot of the time but at the same time it's like you're not putting all your eggs in one basket mm. with going like I'm just going to make my living as like a singer cuz I do like I stress about like my musician friends a lot cuz I've just seen what's happened like mm-hmm. to so many people like and you need to like really be able to have these broader based like ideas like with things like with in your backyard you know and understand the business side of things better than a lot of people do so that's why like i respect what you've done with a lot of this and like the way you've approached the industry you know thank you very much like you've learned like a lot of valuable things in like a very short space of time i don't know many 25 year olds that have been as involved like behind the scenes you know, before putting stuff forward. And I do think, like, it's going to give you, you know, some value going forward. Mm, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. So, yeah, you're looking festivals and stuff next year? You want to try and perform a lot more? Yes, next year, bruh. I want everything, everything, everything. Even Afropunk. Even Afropunk. Not the American one yet. <laughs> okay. Just this one um, in South Africa. I want to do the whole... I didn't even know you could apply to that bands of the Battle of the Bands, yeah, yeah I don't know. But good. I'm glad that I hadn't applied yet because I'm not half as good as all the people because I stalked everybody that was there, even Balance that was there. And I, I just, I wouldn't have matched. So thank you <laughs> for not letting me know that you can apply to it. Because next year, Machi, I will see you on stage. There's just so much shit that I just want to do. And I just, 
I'll just fail at it rather, but I'm not gonna not try to do it. Like I just wanna I wanna go to bushfire, I wanna go to baseline, I wanna I want to go to America. I don't even know what's gonna be happening there, but whatever festivals oh, I can fuck. get into. America's I will like do the it. one country I no longer wanna go to. That place looks batshit. Like, it looks re- Can I tell you something? Is that I don't even want to stay for that long, especially because of my skin color, and but, especially yeah. because I don't even understand the rules of the streets. There seem to be so many, and I'm the, obviously the, the not a street person. The psychology of that country is it's like crazy, ooh. and this is everything's fucked. But I've always said to myself, I want to go to America, bro, and I just I, I once, love. Yeah, for me, I'm like, yeah, like I've, I've always wanted to go to New York. Yes, and me like, too. Maybe, maybe I still will. Like, I'd love to perform in New York. But Oof. once, uh, once Trump's gone, <laughs> like, mm. like I, I definitely the the temperature there is not conducive to to me. Like I would, yo, I would not survive in that country. Yeah. You would probably say something. No, I would one hundred percent like say many things that would get me in trouble there. So uh, much trouble. Ah, uh, but uh, yeah. But yeah, next year I'm looking at dominating, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking at just. Also, just also understanding my mentality a, a little bit better, so that it's not always fighting me, and it can just be conducive to my my growth and my what do you career. Mean by that? So, um, I have like depression, but like it's just like I don't even know how. I mean, to... I figured from what you were saying in the beginning. Yeah, like, and it's just my head is always fighting me. Like everything can be going right, but if whatever is happening in my head is happening, I can be in a place where. I feel like it's better to die. Yeah. And it always just happens. And like I can see all the beauty, but like it's just not inside me. Well, so that's so relatable. Fuck. Yeah. And I just I just wanna own my head because if I give myself three days instead of two hours of just trying to talk to myself, I think maybe I'll I'll succeed. Because I've given up on myself way too easy. Because I, I know it's it's not the reality. But it becomes my reality, and that that and that's what, and then it stops a lot of things, you know. Then for three days I'm not going out. For five days I'm not speaking to anybody. For five days my boyfriend doesn't know how to get through to me and talk and to me. And the whole time you're also me. just like telling yourself like a negative. Like, all the negative the things ever, and it's just like everything and, that and you've the, done. The problem is anything. like you like, it's negative stuff, but you're saying it's realistic. Mm-hmm. Like that's been the big. That's my biggest issue. Is like, mm. I'm like, I like have a lot of negative thoughts and stuff, but it's under the guise of no, that's just the way things are. Mm. Like mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's that's, like, that's the truth. Like and for you. Yeah, yeah. Like don't tell yourself you're great because you're not great. Of course you're not great. You've seen all greatnesses. You know what that is like, and so you don't have a positive script for yourself. Well, mm-hmm. for me personally, like I don't have a positive script for myself a lot of the time because it is this thing of like comparing myself to others a lot mm-hmm. of the time and like mm-hmm. going like yeah i'm not as good as those people and so you know i don't think i'm as good or that i've got value because i don't have the same value as those people or the same kind of value as those people but i've got my own unique value mm-hmm. and uh and it's so to... much more valuable no offense <laughs> than other people like when you actually start understanding your inner greatness and just the purpose that you are here to fulfill, I honestly always feel like, you know, whenever I'm having my good days, I understand my purpose. Yeah, you know? I get you. But then then the bad days come and it's like snaking it. It's like you yeah, don't have no purpose. Die, die, die. And then everything that's ever happened in your life that you've never dealt with comes and tries to swallow you and you're just like, but I have dealt with you, actually. 
yeah. or many maybe I should before, deal with it. Like... You know, many times before, and then you start blaming yourself for like maybe I don't want to recover, and then your head just yo, it can make you the enemy. It can make you. Then it just slows down your efforts, and it makes you feel like your efforts aren't efforts. So just you know. Yeah. And and when you listen to your music, and like maybe you listen to your podcast oh, or every all okay well the, one, <laughs> I have to edit the thing them, that you yeah. like Bob. so when i then listen to my music after i've had this soul crushing like two weeks i'm like what the fuck dude did you just hear that verse you know i become that person that i actually am that i'm supposed to be that quote-unquote queen you know what I mean? But like not in its shallow term, but like in that in depth is like for a reason. And when you're dying, it's not going to be in vain. It's for, you know what I mean? Like all these passions and all these feelings. And also like the ability to relate comes from the fact that I suffer from depression. There's no way that I cannot be. And I feel like that's when I then think, okay, cool. Then it does have its perks. <laughs> yeah. That's something people have spoken about. I can't remember more like, who but like stuff online like it's crazy like because that can also create like a negative vibe where you're like this thing makes me creative you know Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm, you know like mm -hmm. i need my depression i need like Mm -hmm, to feel mm -hmm, this way mm -hmm. like you know it's making me better where yeah like you can still be creative like without it but yes Mm -hmm. it's also but that's that's the thing it's not that that makes you creative it's that you can be creative about those situations mm-hmm. and about those feelings mm-hmm. and about like it can be a release in a way to deal with it more so than it's making you creative mm, you are definitely. creative yourself you but. are very creative like i used to think that that's the only time that i could write but it really was the only time that i had time to write because <laughs> i was locking myself in the room you know what I mean? yeah and like also just i've well, now like, I understood that i'm like, uh, your mm, magic i'm just i'm here i'm here i'm here I, I write magic but now i've also understand that i can write the same depressing type songs if the beat is right even if i'm happy it's just i can just you know what i mean so for me now i feel like i'm at a point where i, I am done with depression i know that's such a fucked up <laughs> oh, thing it's gonna to come say back and, and it's gonna come back two weeks from now <laughs> probably three days maybe even tonight just to show me who's boss but i feel like what I'm done with is the, the victim mentality of just allowing it to be my will. I feel like I love it when I'm like this today, like yeah. how I feel I'm feeling right now. I'm, I, I'm really attracted to myself when I'm like this. And to have this thing be taking this joy that I feel and the, the joy that I'm able to, to, to give to others is not going to be something I'm going to entertain anymore. I know that it's a sickness. And I need to dwell on the fact that I am dealing with the sickness and I'm not dealing with myself. Even when it teaches me and wants me to understand it's myself, I'm going to be like, no, dude, no, no. And I'm going to listen to the positive things. Even if I don't want to, I'm just going to try. And when people want to be there, I'm going to be fucking allowing it. Because that's another thing about depression. You just like, oh, no, I just have a run, you know. Oh, no, I just have a project to finish. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just cooking for the next few, three weeks <laughs> sorry can't meet you know and like but yet you can exert it in so many and people understand you know like and also like for also i just want to say to people who are around depressants it's it's just as strange to us <laughs> so please stop making us feel weird about it 
where you're like, oh, I don't know how, what to do now to help you. Me too. Yeah, that's why I'm like this right now. No, I mean, me, even me, I don't know. I don't know. And when it, when it's it makes the mood awkward, imagine how awkward <laughs> I feel in my body. And you hate yourself. For and I hate more. myself. And I hate myself that it's happening and it's spilling know, it's like, over to you guys too. It, but exactly. imagine how I feel. And no, I can't snap out of it. And no, I can't, you know, just think about the positive. Just, just please understand that I, me, even me, I want the same things that you do. That's all I want to say. Because then there's this thing of attention seeking. The only attention that I wish I had right now at that moment was no one. Yeah. Actually, the fact that you're here is actually more annoying. Maybe that's why I'm now starting to act like a crazy bitch. And then you hear me, oh, crazy. You're always crazy. That's our thing. You're not crazy. Don't call me crazy. <sighs> and if you choose to be around me, you honestly know my truth. So don't then, like, you, you chose to be here. I don't, I've never forced anything, any relations on, with anyone. Friends, family, anyone. Everyone likes me because they want to. So now if you can't handle it, don't make it my problem. Go away. I feel like this was like a bit of a therapy session. Like. Yes, yes, yes. You know, when you've been suffering from this thing, I've been suffering from this thing from when uh, I think I started taking medication when I was like 11. And there's just so many stages of pretense that I have to accommodate just so that other people don't feel weird. And in the time, I'm just breaking myself. Imagine living over like you're dying, 15 like years yeah. like that. You're just like, you're dying inside, but you have to make it okay for everybody else to be around you. Yeah. Even if you didn't ask. And they don't understand that even you don't know what the fuck. You especially don't know what You know what I mean? Fuck. You especially don't know. And, and when they are having fun and they're just like, oh, come have fun with us. Even me, I want to have fun. I mean, who the fuck doesn't want to have fun? Who the fuck doesn't want to go and get free drinks? <laughs> just think about that. Why would we punish ourselves? We are clearly being punished by something that is not us. And when you want to offer medication to everything, that also pisses us off. Because you don't know what the fuck this medication is made out of and what it does to a human being. And you don't even understand what it means to have to understand that to be yourself, you need to take something. That also hurts and that also sucks. Yeah, that's a weird... It's like, a weird thing to accept. I mean, I was medicated in my teens, but then I stopped. Yeah. And I don't know if that was correct or not. Like, no, you should have stopped, Bob. You'd rather be crazy. <laughs> Maybe. I mm. mean, these days, these days, like, I don't want to go to a shrink and chat a little bit. Um, <laughs> just to try to figure some stuff out again. But, oh, yeah, like, I definitely don't... Pity. I definitely don't miss being on meds. But then maybe mm. I didn't need meds as much. Because I do think... For some people, it really does help a lot. And it depends mm. on what issues you have and like so i like personally i'm just saying like if you need meds please take your meds <laughs> only if you want to kill somebody but i also or feel yourself. like let's <laughs> oh yeah and just oh fuck your but no like i mean but we, yeah. we must try and like i honestly think that trying to understand our own emotions can be i'm not saying it's gonna cure I, i'm also trying i have not yet found that, obviously i'm telling you about like a few weeks ago i was down yeah. so i'm clearly nowhere near successful but i just want to try it and see understanding myself and understanding this as a, a flu instead of you know aids where it's in you and it's going to kill you 
you know i just want to have and, and understand the symptoms and I when I, you I have think flu, like drink <laughs> like it's mm. something you always have and it just flares up every no, 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 no. <laughs> but when it flares out don't, don't they have good uh herpes shots these days uh, i wouldn't know but probably if they have herpes shots i'm sure they make you feel better you know what i mean but just understand that you are not this thing understand that it can be cu- i don't know it's just like i don't know I it can be managed like, i don't know manage it yeah it can't be cured but like just manage it every time it happens because i know it's going to happen so many times from today but like every time it happens i don't want it to last two weeks anymore maybe just two days <laughs> maybe just two hours maybe just half an hour but just always be like hey hey and understand what maybe even understand what the triggers start yeah. to look around and be like Hey, every time you say this type of shit, I don't like it. Or every time I do this to myself, I don't like it. Or alcohol. Hmm, every time I drink in the morning, I'm not right. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Just start also being honest. Yeah, I mean, I definitely became a much happier person. Like, when I stopped, like, doing, uh, like, pills every weekend, basically. Like, definitely started, like, hating life, you know, in the days a lot less. Because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you don't have that, uh withdrawal shit yo 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 your pills you should just yeah like i always Ash. said you were barring happiness from the next day oof deep yeah like that's wow that's so deep for drugs bro yeah that's like literally what you're doing yeah because the next day i mean you 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 ain't seen no happiness like if you can still laugh after you've taken ecstasy the night before then you are made of <laughs> some strong stuff like, wow yeah but yeah like i just want to try and see and just like also be honest if i'm causing it myself you know like some because there are some things that i do and then instead of dealing with it i just spin out of control and i go crazy yeah and i'm not rational and i'm not whatever while it is like a disease like you do have some sort of self like responsibilities mm, within mm, it mm. like and you know self controls within it possibly mm, like mm. like yeah like you can try and take actions to make the situation better mm. to not delve as deep and although once again that stuff is fucking difficult it so, is very difficult like yeah, yeah it is difficult but I just want to try for myself you know I just I want to live a, a fulfilling life and I just feel like I'm I'm getting over wanting to die every three days <laughs> you know and i just want to see what it's like to just and and also just to be honest about your traumas not to everybody and let the whole of the nations know everything if they don't give a fuck but like just talk to the people that you are in love with and people that are your friends and your family so that they also then have the 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 the, the open window of understanding okay i'm choosing to be here and this is what i need to deal with or i'm not yeah you know because we are also then forced into a, a corner of being fake you know, you're fake hey, you're smiling all the time you're fake you're fake because people don't understand you but now give them the chance of one of understanding you and if they can't take it do yourself a favor be kind to yourself and let them go yeah i mean i think like not to <laughs> i mean we've been talking about dark things the whole time but like i do also think like the suicide thing like sometimes can be because of that mm. because people feel that they, they can't, can't actually express, can't their, express their truths to the people that are closest to them and so people only trapped. ever validate depression when you kill yourself 
lot of, I don't know, only, but Well, yeah. not only, but like... And also, it, people don't just kill themselves anybody, because of depression. There's anybody that yeah. like understands mental illness really, really understands it. The thing that frustrates somebody, me is just whenever somebody does kill themselves, the thing that everyone says is, talk to your friends. And no one ever talks to me. And, and, and <laughs> like, that's the thing, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, I, when someone is dead, then everybody understands the tactics that help. Everybody understands that it does exist. But then everybody you never see those tactics get used. That, and then you're just like, you're living there like, oh, you're checking people next to you posting. Mm, this is what depression looks like. And you're Ew. sitting there depressed. And you're just like, <laughs> you're like oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you, you understand. And you're like, I just spent like half an hour thinking about killing myself. Like, and you're busy posting about checking up on your friends. You know? mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, granted, I've also got the responsibility for reaching out and like stuff like that. And like, yeah, it's but, hard. Eh? But it's reaching at the same time, yourself. at the same time, instead of posting about reaching out to your friends, reach out to your friends. Actually reach out. The thing. Um, yeah. Cause unfortunately I think, yeah, it's been an interesting chat. Definitely not where I thought we would go, but I'm glad we discussed a lot of this and I don't know, like, I know the people listening know that we're not mental health professionals and we're just speaking Mm-mm. from our own no, experiences no, no, and our own, yeah, like how we deal with this shit. And hopefully it does help other people out there. Because, uh, like, you know, we do need to speak about these things more. We do speak about them more, but, like, I do think we need to speak about them even more than we do because it's stuff that you know, we're starting to realize more and more people deal with. Mm. Like everyone, like I genuinely believe everyone's got like some sort of mental illness. Like at this point, definitely the way things are defined in that, like the way we've like psychiatry is gone. Uh, yeah, pretty much everyone's got some sort of shit that like some craziness that's driving them, mm-hmm. like some sort of thing that like is, but could, there is no normal also. Like there is mm. no, like, and that's also the thing. It's like, you know, we think all these people are normal, normal, and putting them in inverted commas, like, you know, are completely fine and stuff like that. And then you start hearing about like, oh shit, they go through same issues. Like, you know, it's, as someone on the come up or whatever, like listening to famous comedians talk about imposter syndrome, you know, is mm. incredible. Like, you know, like, so it's impo- like, you know, to hear people talk about depression, to hear, hear famous, you know, successful people talk about the things that I go through now mm. definitely helps me feel like it's okay. Like I can get through it. And like, so I definitely think, yeah, we do need to just talk openly about it more, but also talk to each other more, mm. like literally like talk to your friends and be like, Hey, how are you holding up? And not in a, like, like a real, like, how are you doing way? Not like. You know, oh, good, <laughs> yeah. Like a proper check, and it would be useful. But yeah, I think this does bring us to the end. This has been very interesting chat. I think people are gonna learn a lot from it. I think we're also gonna learn quite a bit about it, about ourselves when we listen back to this one. So like whilst I, I say like I usually hate listening to these, I'm gonna edit them so I listen to them about three times before they go out. So Yeesh. once they out, I'm like not gonna ever listen to it again because. I've got to hear myself and you like, I know when people are listening to this, they might be like, oh, that was a stupid thing to say. Even me. <laughs> Even me. I know. Don't worry. I know that was a stupid thing to say a lot of the time. And I have to hear myself say it three times. And he's like, yeah, every time. 
wake up in the middle of the night shit I said that yep and it's there forever mm. but uh, yeah thank you so much for your time and I am looking forward to seeing what you do with 2020 like both musically and within your backyard I think in your backyard's got a lot of potential um, sponsor me <laughs> yeah sponsors is definitely gonna be a way to <laughs> help with that but get your proposal game on lock yo friend you don't think you know what it is though <laughs> that I just before we close that I've noticed about people who sponsor people they'll actually want to see what you've done yeah. so don't be discouraged you need a proof of concept just do your thing and do it to the best of your abilities and then they're gonna notice and then when you send your proposal they know what's yeah up. I mean when I got 20k from Jaeger for Phantasma, it was because I'd been doing events for like two years. Like, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like there's proof. Yeah. So they knew I'd been doing, doing the doing work stuff. and I was bringing in acts where mm. that was worth their money, you know, to spend on. And they, you know, like saw like, yes, mm-hmm. this was the thing. And, you know, other events I've done, people have been like, nah, not good enough. Not for us. I'm like, you know, that sucks. It hurts to hear. Mm-hmm. And like, I fucking yeah like it can like really fuck with my ego and really fuck with like my not just my ego my like thing of like value being valued but i also know that hey maybe i need to just work on things a bit more and shift Mm -hmm. it and for all look at different brands look Mm -hmm. at different people to get things so there are always ways to make the things you want to work work it's just about figuring out how to get it done indeed that ain't always easy no (laughs) But once again, thank you so much for your time. It's and such a pleasure. Yeah, people want to find you. They will see the links attached to this, but you can also just mention all the things. So, um, I'm Nipo Hood, N for Nelly, I for M, P for Polly, H for Happy, and O for Oval. And the Hood is spelt like the herd of cattle, like but with curd, the U. But, yeah. Not an E. All right. And then you can find me on all the socials as Nipohood. And then also my music is available on Spotify, on Apple Music. It's on Amazon. You can buy it. I don't even mind. You can find it on iTunes, um, YouTube. Basically, this Deezer, uh, every, everywhere, my team. Everywhere. Uh, I've only got two songs out, but... I'm coming for you. But you, you had more out before that. Yeah, I had some from 19, but we shouldn't listen to those. But <laughs> if you want to listen to those, because a friend of mine actually said it's very important for people to be able to, to see you when you shit, and then they can feel current encouraged as well to be like, oh, even me, I can grow and be better. <laughs> so actually, maybe go and listen on SoundCloud. <laughs> cool. <Nipperhood. laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure.